coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. There's another anniversary right after that, too. Our grand opening, yeah. Didn't, oh. you, get, didn't you get married, too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's all about business now. <laughs> Troy, Troy's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm supposed to be Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, one of my buddies who I worked with uh, had gone up one night and came back to work. And he's like, man, I met this guy. He said he can show us how to make it. It'll be way cheaper if we make it ourselves. And that guy, ended, that guy <laughs> awesome. Up, you, you think that. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be way cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's so funny. That is, <laughs> that is so funny. But that, yeah, that guy ended up being Greg Rapp. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to. But you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guests are Troy and Jessica Bledsoe from Overflow Brewing. Overflow specializes in sour beers and makes them in all styles, from pilsners to IPAs and everything in between. Also joining us is local St. Pete musician Oscar Mateana. We have have a a great great show, show, so stick stick around. Food lovers, how would you like to get half off of your entrees and adult beverages for you and your guests at many of the area's best local restaurants? Thanks to Club Saver, now you can all day, every day. Club Saver's members get half off their entrees and adult beverages at over 50 of the Bay Area's leading eateries and drinkeries. Imagine a juicy steak dinner with all the trimmings, half off. Your favorite seafood dinner, half off. Plus, vegan and gluten-free options are often available. Enjoy drinks? You and your guest will enjoy half off your favorite beer, wine, or cocktail. As a member of Club Saver, you may visit your favorite venues as often as you like, as well as discover new locations where the food is delicious and the price is right. Visit clubsaver.com now for the restaurant list and discover how easy it is to join and start saving money while dining at the area's popular local restaurants. At under $30 a month, the membership pays for itself in one night out. Members love the smartphone ID and the ease of use. Let them know we sent you by using our custom referral code, St. Pete Foodies. Enjoy more, explore more, savor more, clubsaver.com. St. Pete is all about local, and this year we celebrate a local legend's 25th anniversary. Roland Oates Market and Cafe was founded in July of 94 by Bert Swain and Larry Schwartz. From the beginning, Roland Oates has made a commitment to provide St. Pete customers with the finest quality organic whole foods, nutritional supplements, and body care products at the most reasonable price as possible. And now they have a South Tampa location too. 
We go there for many items, but they are the only place that we go to buy our raw probiotics and other supplements. They have the best organic whole food selection in town, and on the flip side of that, they also offer a fantastic selection of wines and an unparalleled selection of local craft beer. Rollin' Oats has a cafe, open daily, which offers delicious sandwiches, burgers, soups, salads, bowls, wraps, entrees, and fresh-made smoothies, along with a variety of prepared and packaged take-home meals located in the market itself. Do you pride yourself with supporting local businesses? Well, put your money where your mouth is and get on into Rollin' Oats today. Rollin' Oats St. Pete is located at 2842 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North. And in South Tampa, you'll find them at 1021 North McDill Avenue. Check them out on the web at rollinoats.com. That's R-O-L-L-I-N oats.com. Welcome to the monthly St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast recipe segment sponsored by Rollin' Oats. And they are sponsoring the recipe segment on the podcast each month also with all the ingredients and also the entire recipe section on our website. And Abby. Welcome. Hello. And Mike is here too. Hello. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Glad to be here. <laughs> you don't see each other enough. No. <laughs> your kitchen assistant. Yes, he is my sous chef. So... We had some bowls today. We did. Some healthified burgers, we will call them. Yeah. Burger bowls. Healthified because they're minus the bread. Minus the bread, yes. yes. No cheese. Healthy right, ingredients. Right. And Ever. they were delicious. Yes. yes the were. burgers were superbly seasoned. Perfectly. Yes. Salt, pepper, cooked in some ghee, and the cast iron skillet. Nice. That's, all. That's the Gee, key to success. Ghee. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even having the hard seltzer, honey. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So just imagine a deconstructed burger in a bowl, which I think is perfect because the burger element, like all the ingredients that were in this burger, I could not pick that burger up and actually fit it in my mouth and enjoy eating it without having it all over the place. I don't eat those burgers. I never do because of that problem. Exactly. Yep. I'm the same way. I always shy away from them because of that. And with Mm -hmm. this, I didn't have that problem. I could add as many ingredients as I wanted. And again, everything was found at Rollin' Oats, which was made shopping very, very easy. Everything from the grass-fed patties, I'm sorry, grass-fed patties, which I think add a lot of flavor. I don't know if you guys agree. No, they were delicious. Um, Yeah, they were awesome. Grass-fed patties, the the bacon uncured, Mm -hmm. all natural, no preservatives. What else do we have? Some roasted sweet potatoes, the Bubby's pickles, which I love. Those are delicious. Delicious. Don't Um, forget the egg on top. Oh, yes, of course. And the avocado. And the avocado. And arugula. And arugula. And that arugula, wow. I mean, I've had arugula that really gives you that nutty flavor, but this one really popped. It, yeah, it's a great brand. The Organic Girl, I think, is the brand we use, and it's mm-hmm. actually a spinach and arugula mix. Nice. So, yeah, great for salads, great for, obviously, this purpose. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. What were the little greens that were in there? Micro greens. Micro greens. Oh, there yeah. you go, little micro. Yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of micro They were the spicy selection. So okay. there's, a, there's a mixture of different things in there, and they make all kinds of, mm-hmm. of, um, of micro greens. And um, again, from Rollin' Notes, of course. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you they um, are very particular about their greens. I've gone in there a couple of times and asked for the microgreens. And I said, I don't see them out. And they said, you know what, we, um, 
we didn't like the last batch we had we're just you know gonna wait till we get something that's a little you know the quality's a little better which is awesome you know mm-hmm. so i went um, when i was doing my shopping last weekend lo and behold there they were because i put them i put the microgreens on everything everything mike probably Literally. wishes that i wouldn't <laughs> he says why are you feeding me all this bird food rabbit food he calls it but <laughs> i love them i think they're and pretty. of course there were tomatoes yes yes tomatoes mm-hmm. some organic tomatoes what else i think that Did was we mention it. onion oh yeah, oh, yeah the onions. Onion. yeah that was caramelized onion yeah, onion. yeah Those are awesome. red onion red onion yeah and all that is is onion and slow cooked in some grass-fed butter right for like 20 minutes and that was it and, and then that sauce too which um that was just a, a, um, a what was it, bake or I'm sorry. Barbecue ranch. Barbecue, barbecue ranch, ranch, yes. Yep. Interestingly enough, the sauce was presented to me in mm-hmm. a jar that was sitting in front of me, but I was just eating this without anything. I didn't salt it. I, I forgot to put it on anything. too. <laughs> and Mike had mentioned he liked it with hot sauce. I didn't put anything on it at all. It was delicious. Perfect. But if you wanted to add a sauce... The yes. barbecue ranch would be perfect. Yes, absolutely. As as dressing a sauce, whatever. And, and that's found at Rolling Oats yes. too. What's the brand? Primal Kitchen. And mm-hmm. they have tons of Primal Kitchen stuff. There's all kinds of flavors. I want to say there's probably more eight to 10 flavors that they have. So yeah, the uh, ranch and uh, barbecue, it just sounded appropriate for the burgers. So, And you know what? Not to take anything away. I really mean this as a compliment, but you are an expert at making things that are just super delicious. They look beautiful. And they're super easy to do. So simple. Mm-hmm. I am an advocate for less is more. You are the non-intimidating recipe creator. <laughs> I don't know if I would call her that because anything you post on Facebook does not look that simple. <laughs> oh, I'm no, always intimidated. No, I know. When, when you, I'm saying when you see it posted, it looks <laughs> right, like, oh, right. shit, I can't do that. But then when you find out the recipe, it's not that hard. No. So, so what we're saying is don't feel that way and go and check out Abby's recipe. It'll, it's on the website. St. Petersburg Foodies.com and RollingOats.com. Yes. Thank you again, Abby, for another wonderful meal. Thank you. We'll see you guys next time. Yes. We will be right back. I love soup and I'm always in search of a great soup. Ramen is just so complex and delicious with layers of complex flavors in its broth. Booyah Ramen is one of my favorite places in downtown St. Pete, so much so that I recently included them on my top five Asian noodle soups list for their pork belly ramen. Now Booyah's success is not just about the ramen. It's a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with housecrafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya too. Those are small plates of different types of appetizers that are delicious as well as the ramen. The ambiance of the place, along with the friendliness of the owners and staff, really adds to the character and charm of Booyah. And to add to its coolness, the owners are actually opening up four more stores, one in Miami and three in Berlin of all places. Yes, Berlin, Germany. How cool is that? Booyah Ramen is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Booyah? How many times have you heard a restaurant say that they have healthy food that actually tastes great? I've heard it a lot, but unfortunately, it's usually one or the other and not both until the brass bowl came around. Right. Their food actually is healthy and tastes so darn delicious. So good. They use organic ingredients and responsibly sourced seafood. Brass Bowl offers gluten-free, vegan, and carnivorous options. There truly is something for everyone. You will find imaginative flatbreads, bowls, and tasty, delicious small plates with options like fresh roasted seasonal veggies, 24-hour sous vide hanger steak, 
house-smoked salmon, and free-range chicken breast. And up front, they have a cold-pressed juice station and separate menu with juice bowls and elixir shots. It's like two open kitchens in one. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is really on the cutting edge of the fast, casual culture that is enjoying so much fame these days. Go get bowled over by Brass Bowl. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. And you can check them out on the web at BrassBowlKitchen.com. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Godby. My co-host is Lori Brown, as usual. We like to call her Downtown Lori Brown. (laughs) And our guests today are Troy and Jessica Bledsoe from Overflow Brewing in downtown St. Pete. Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you. And did you bring beer? No. (laughs) No, we love the beer. But we're having beer anyway, though. (laughs) Yes, Kevin provided We we raided the fridge. (laughs) And I'm drinking a sour beer. And Oh, Jessica, you're drinking sour beer, too. Cool. So Overflow Brewing turned a year old in May. April. April, actually. Oh, was it April? Okay. Congratulations. Thank you. And there's another anniversary right after that, too. Our grand opening, yeah. Didn't you get get married, too? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's it's all about business now. (laughs) Troy's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) September. We'll get more into Overflow on the back half, but uh, you, before that, had got your experience from... I guess sort of a local legend in the business who mm-hmm. recently passed, unfortunately, after a battle with cancer, Greg Rapp from Rapp Brewing in Largo. Correct. Yeah. And so let's learn about you guys. How did you, you were a home brewer, of course, but yes. how, so tell us, so, where, where, where are you where, from? Where are you from? Yeah. I'm, I'm originally from this county, from okay. Pinellas County in oh, St. Nice. Petersburg, awesome. over at St. Anthony's. Nice. Uh, but as far as brewing goes, I got into craft beer by coming downtown one time with one of my friends, uh, and I was a Coors Light drinker, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, go to the Independent with me and, and try some craft beer, so mm-hmm. I was like, right, give it a shot. And so I had a uh, Great Divide um, Hercules, double IPA. How long ago was that? Oh, geez. Um, the old Independent or the new? Uh, the old one. Oh, that was, yeah. Okay, the, so wow, that right was wild. The original yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, the original That's one, cool. third right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had that, and I was like, man, this is amazing. And that was probably about nine or ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And I switched from macro lagers to i was like man i'm only gonna buy crap beer from now on but it got like really expensive and we were going to willard's willard's had just opened up and uh one of my buddies who i worked with uh, had gone up one night and came back to work and he's like man i met this guy he said he can show us how to make it it'll be way cheaper if we make it ourselves and that guy, <laughs> that guy awesome. had, you, you think that you're like oh yeah it's gonna be way cheaper yeah 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 that is so funny but that, yeah that guy ended up being greg rap and, uh, oh, no way. That's awesome. And he hadn't quite opened up his brewery yet, but he opened up his house for us to come and start uh, once a month brewing over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he made his announcement, oh, I'm going to open up my brewery. Mm-hmm. And so I'd continue home brewing, and I'd bring him on, on samples. And then one day I brought in uh, my hibiscus saison, and it kind of blew him away. And uh, he said, oh, let's, wow. let's, let's brew that at my place, and we'll, we'll go ahead and sell it and see how it goes. And from there, like, it, it sold really well. And then I got a job in the tasting room, kind of just volunteering on weekends. And when he actually had time to uh, bring on a production brewer, he brought me on. I quit my nine-to-five. Take this job and shove it. Wow. And moved on from there. And what, wow. were, you, what were you doing nine-to-five? I was assessing homeowner's insurance. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Riveting. Yeah, yes. Be- I'm beer- a realtor, so yeah, I get it. Beer is, beer is way cooler. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> way cooler. Cigarettes and beer kick ass. Yeah. I had a similar thing. I didn't become a brewer, but just as far as appreciating uh, good beer. Because if you would have talked to me a year and a half ago, I would have said, ah, I'm not really into beer. 
don't really like it because the only thing I ever drank was like you know much younger, but you know. Miller, Coors, right. Michelob. Michelob's okay. That was probably the best one then. <laughs> Calling that beer and then what you guys make beer is almost like a sin. It's like yeah, not, right. even, it's not even on the spectrum. Yeah. You were actually the first brewery in St. Petersburg that, that we ever published. I, something I, Kevin on. and I that's actually that's went awesome. to together. You by, yeah. No, but we were. Oh yeah, we but we've together. even gone to together, right? Because other than yeah. rap, we they're not in St. Pete. We went to rap because of Jason being in that contest that one time. Remember? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Peterson. Yeah, Jason yeah. Peterson, oh, Peterson. Yeah, friend of ours, friend of yours. Yes, I know. He drew he, your chalkboard. He, yeah. yeah. He did. He did. He did. Excellent job there. His, uh, his wife actually sold us our house, too. Ah, Oh, that's did. cool. Yes, I sold her hers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so going back to when we published you guys and tying in with my learning experience and newfound appreciation for good beer, at one point I'm like, I don't really drink beer. I'm not into it, but um, we're going to hire somebody to write about the craft breweries and review their beers and stuff. So we do that. And while she's just getting started, I'm thinking, well, shoot, I'm the publisher. I better know how to publish a real beer review. So I went and I started reading all like the, the big sites, Untapped. What's mm-hmm. the, what, what are a few of the others? Like ratebeer.com. Ratebeer. Rate yeah. Beer, yeah. And, and I also Googled articles and researched like how a professional beer reviewer actually would do it. And I said, this is what we have to do. Yeah. As I'm learning that, I was thinking, hmm. This is interesting. I want to learn more about this. So then I bought this book, the Complete Beer Course, or something like that, where they teach you all the different styles of beers, where they originate it, why they are, how they are, and how to brew and all that stuff. And I start learning about the hops and malts and barley. And then we come visit you, and you were so cool. You brought us in the back, and we got to taste I remember the different yeah. stuff. I was like, the different like, grains, the dark ones. I was like, yeah. this is like grape nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I figured out yeah. grape nuts is like beer cereal. That's basically what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Jessica, how did the yes. two of you meet? And are you from, really are you from St. Pete? No, no, I'm from Bay City, Michigan. Oh, I, wow. But I've been okay. in St. Pete for now 11 years. Mm-hmm. But we just met through the beer community. I was uh, into beer. He worked at the brewery, so I went to all the beer festivals and all mm-hmm. the breweries in town. And so that's really just where we met, mm-hmm. just friends of friends. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Started dating, one thing led to another. Yeah, exactly. Now Drink, we're, we're married and I forget our anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get drunk at a brewery and make out? No. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I'm trying to think about that. Possibly. Yeah. It could have happened. They were Probably drunk. Happened. They don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. funny. And, and prior to um, starting Overflow, you were in banking, right? I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. For uh, 10 long years of being and, a banker. And there's nothing wrong with that, but beer is cooler than that, too. Oh, yeah. I can drink on the job now. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. exactly. Having a hard day. Don't have to hide it under my desk anymore. It's like, I'm supposed to do, <laughs> I'm supposed to do this. Yeah, That's right? Funny. It's my job. Quality control. Quality control, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And not to leave anybody out, there is a, a third person as Correct, part yeah. of the- Ryan Sarno. Ryan Sarno, and he's uh, business operations? Yeah, he's, yeah. Right, he's kind of our CFO, uh, financial guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So you guys get to do the fun stuff, and he gets to do the stuff exactly. that has to be done. Pretty exactly. much, awesome. yeah. the, the stuff, stuff you used to do. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pass on to him. Right. right. And he has an interesting background, too. He was in the, some big poker tournaments. Yeah, no? yeah he was a professional yeah. poker uh, dealer. Dealer, okay. Yeah, he did World, world, uh, world of Poker. And you, are you guys doing some poker stuff or similar themed stuff? Not currently, because it's you know, the legality that can kind of be mm-hmm. kind of a gray area. Yeah. Uh, right. There are some ways to do it, you know, for bar tabs and things like that, but still, it's... It's kind of a kind of a weird place. If you ever do it, let me know. I love to play Texas yeah. Hold'em. Oh yeah, <laughs> we love poker. <laughs> me too. I play online all the time. <laughs> so we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back and get more into the details of Overflow Brewing and the awesome beers you guys have. All right, cool. We'll be right back. 
One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Uh, we are here with uh, Troy and Jessica Bledsoe from Overflow Brewing in downtown St. Pete. And you guys specialize in sour beers, which before you opened, I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. And now it's one of my favorite genres. Yay. I'm drinking one right now. That's our goal. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so also on break, you started telling us, you know, you're a few months past a year. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about your first year and how... You just kind of yeah, yeah you know yeah. so you're, you're the renowned again, yeah, brewer from Rab. A little <laughs> cocky there, you know. And I, again, I thought that uh, the beer community would just be flocking to us and drove and, <laughs> and, and driving the business model that we we're going for, and that just wasn't the case. Uh, so over the course of that that first year, we actually had to, I mean, do events and reach out to the community, uh, especially the the downtown Seaburger community, uh, and rely off uh, that and walk bys and in building a, uh, a customer base mm-hmm. um, based off just regulars that live downtown, right. Um, and right. so we've, we've just recently in the past couple of months seen our, our numbers from last year are way better this year based good. off of just cultivating those relationships. Yeah. That's good to hear. And how have things evolved after the first year from the beginning to where we are now? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we still have the same focus on the brewery. So obviously having the best beer that we can have, as well as focusing on being a neighborhood brewery, comfortable, homey spot. That's always been our focus and we continue to strive for that. But also... Um, since then, we've been able to upgrade two of our fermenters uh, to seven-barrel uh, fermenters, which mm-hmm. was huge for us because we were having an issue keeping beer on tap. Mm-hmm. So we have 16 taps, and there was many times where we'd have a really busy weekend or a week, and you come in and there's seven beers left, and we're like, oh, Uh-oh. wow, wow. <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> so you know, we were able to upgrade that. Um, we have some other uh, expansions, expansions soon that are going to be happening to um, be able to do crawlers and brew even more beer so we're excited about different things that we have going on just keep brewing because obviously st pete likes it so are you thinking of distribution at some point down the line it's possible um at this point we're just solely focused on the tasting room um Mm -hmm. and being able to keep up with that yeah distribution is like a whole nother business it is yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so if we do distribute it'll be very small uh to select accounts to beer Mm -hmm. events tap takeovers cool so Mm mm-hmm and for anybody that doesn't know or hasn't experienced a sour beer before, I, I made a note of what you first said to me, uh, Troy. Think sour candy or unsweetened lemonade. So yeah, if you like sour candy, like Jolly Ranchers, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yep, they're a little sweeter. I guess it depends on the Jolly Rancher that you had. Yeah. 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 And, and, and the beer, too. Now, within sour beers, you also do the other, uh, I guess, other known genres. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, so we've got IPAs, Hefeweizen, and Stouts, Porters, Brown Ales. Yeah, we run the uh, the whole gamut on that. Yeah, there's more than one way to do the sour beers, and you got you do it a certain way. Correct, Can you explain yeah. that? So we do a, a mostly what is known as a kettle sour, uh, and so what we do is we introduce bacteria 
uh, into a uh, pasteurized wort in the kettle, uh, and we maintain a certain temperature, uh, about 95 degrees, and over the course of uh, two to three days, pH drops and the beer becomes sour. Typically what you do in this situation is you boil it to kill the bacteria, mm-hmm. and then move the, uh, the, the now soured wort into the fermenter and pitch your yeast like normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just recently started doing a, a process where we pitch um, a certain kind of yeast that can ferment at 95 degrees into our fermenter with the live lactobacillus. Oh, wow. And they'll, they'll sour and ferment together. So that, that speeds up the process. Yeah. Then. And okay. it also doesn't tie up our kettle so we can continue brewing more beer at the same time. Oh, wow. Which yeah. you have to do to keep yeah. those 16 mm-hmm. taps full. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> and the beer that way comes out like really clean and crisp. Mm-hmm. I mean, our kettle sours do as well, but I feel like this process is kind of a, a, a game changer for us. Yeah. Super like sour, sour, sour beers. Nice. Yeah. We're gonna have to Make get in pucker. there and try them. Yeah, we have one right now that has a hibiscus and sage. Ooh. Oh, nice. Really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Nice and refreshing good. for yeah. the extra warm weather we have in the oh. summer. Ooh, especially this summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, when when you're uh, creating the beers, do you? Well, okay. First, I was gonna ask was two two part question, in reverse order. <laughs> Is there any type of monitoring or tasting process? Because I know like when with distilled spirits, mm-hmm. the, you know, they'll let some time go by and they'll give it a taste, see where it's at, and then maybe some more time. Is there something similar to that with beer? Sure. Um, you know, the, the, the main way that you're able to detect if a beer is done really uh, is, is going to be your measuring of sugars. So when you start a beer, um, you, you're here you know, at a higher point of sugars, and when you're, you're, you're done fermentation, you know, you're at a lower point of sugars because the yeast have converted those sugars into alcohol and CO2. So that basically gives you a, a, a baseline of like, all right, well, this beer is kind of done right now. Mm-hmm. And along the way, while you're taking those readings, you are tasting as that goes, just, just check on the progress of the beer. Mm-hmm. When you're more nuanced, you can, you can taste a young beer and be like, okay, it's, it's, it's working. It's on its way to where it needs to be. There's still some flaws because it's not done yet, but you're, it's still on its way. There's nothing wrong with it at this point. So is it all by your experience and personal tasting or are there some tools or measurement devices there are measurement devices for the sugar part um mm-hmm. but experience is, is definitely going to come into play when it comes to tasting it right mm-hmm. and is knowing it, what every beer and what every style should taste like right that's is very important mm-hmm. same yeah. thing with cooking yeah right and they measure sugar levels with grapes for before mm-hmm. they harvest for wine it's kind of the similar thing. It's, it's very similar mm-hmm. when you are creating a new beer mm-hmm. how does that happen do you do you like wake up one morning and say I want to do a hibiscus beer. Well, hibiscus sage. A lot of yeah. times inspiration comes from some really uh, strange places. So when we were in Asheville that one time, um, we went to Biscuit Head. Oh, we love Biscuit Head. We love Biscuit Head, yes. And they had the, um, the jam and butter bar. Mm-hmm. And there was a, what is it, peach rosemary mm-hmm. jam that was there. Yeah. Uh, and we tasted it. It's like, man, those flavors really pop and go together. Mm-hmm. So we're like, let's make a sour beer out of that. And cool. when we got, finally got home, we brewed that beer up, and it turned out fantastic. So like, sometimes inspiration hits there. Um, or we'll go to a cocktail bar and see a cool combination there. You know, mm-hmm. and most of the times, if it works in any, if it works in liquor, then it's going to work in beer. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, how do you decide like which hops you're going to use, which uh, malts, and what your ingredients are going to be? Is that based on experience too? That you know, like this will work better with this. To a degree, goal yeah, I'm trying to hit. Definitely, uh, experience is definitely going to help there as well. Luckily enough, for most brewers, they produce flavor and aroma notes for every kind of. Uh, hop that's out there right now so you can kind of read those and kind of play around with those and say okay, okay well this I want, maybe I want to add a little bit of pine layer here but with some citrus fruit here so you can choose different kinds of hops that kind of like layer on top of each mm-hmm. other and then where do you, do you get your hops uh, locally nationally internationally Nationally. right now um, uh, BSG Brewers Supply Group which is where I get my grains I get a lot of hops from them as well so they'll show up in my grain shipping um, Michigan Hop Alliance uh, those guys uh, Yakima Valley um, from over over west, over in Washington, mm-hmm. so all all over the place, right? Because there's certain ones that probably 
just grow in certain areas. Yeah, similar to grapes, there's mm-hmm. there's those uh, latitudes uh, right. where where hops can grow ours, a yeah. lot better than and the soil else. and all mm-hmm. that makes the yep. dif- a change yeah. and a difference in the flavors and all that. Yeah, and we somehow ha- uh, sometimes we have to adjust the hops that we're going to use based on cost. Mm-hmm. So we've seen, especially as of recently, certain hops that we would have used regularly are triple the price that they used to be per pound. So mm-hmm. right. we kind of have to evaluate different hops and yeah, get low, the same profile. Low yields or, or just because the, the the hop industry knows that it's a popular hop right, right now, they'll raise right. the price. Right, exactly. Supply and demand. Yeah, yeah. we went from Basic. paying $13 a pound here to now it's $30 a pound. Right. You know, and your minimum order is 11, 11 pounds, you know, so that kind of stuff like really becomes cost prohibitive. Well, it has to. In order to stay in business, mm-hmm. you got to, exactly. yeah. Evaluate so all that. Can we, for the listeners, describe some of the different beers that are available, the names of them, what they might taste like, yeah. and let's get some people in tasting some beer. Yeah, so a few of my favorites right now are, is the uh, hibiscus sage beer that we just spoke about, mm-hmm. the sour. It's really hibiscus on the front end, then on the back it's just a hint of sage, and those two things go, or two ingredients go really well together, better than we kind of expected. Mm-hmm. And that one is called uh, Hashtag Overblown electric boogaloo (laughs) that's Uh, awesome yeah so another one that we have right now is called jump kick everybody and that is a cascadian dark ale more Mm -hmm. commonly known as a black ipa think about if a a stout and an ipa had a baby (laughs) this is the beer that they would have made and uh it's just caramely chocolatey then bitter finish Mm -hmm. we also have coming up it's a cotton candy grape berliner so we took 60 pounds of cotton candy grapes uh, washed them, juiced them, added it to Berliner, and so you get a really nice grape cotton candy flavor That's out awesome. of it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So we might have to go there. Yeah, yeah. after, after yeah. lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's this weekend. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, well it's in the fermenter. You yeah. can come try it. It's just not carbonated yet. Great. Awesome. So yeah, those are some of my favorites mm-hmm. that we have going on right now. Have you ever made a watermelon? Sour? We recently did. Yeah, we did the watermelon yeah, right. Berliner did, for our anniversary we did party. The watermelon Berliner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Watermelon's hard. It's hard to get a lot it, of flavor it, out of it. It's a very subtle uh, flavor. So right. Yeah. You need a Same lot with of kiwis. You need yeah. a lot of it. Oh, interesting. Because it's so juicy, you wouldn't think. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And somebody can come in and just have like a. You, they can get a tiny little. Oh taste, yeah, we encourage uh, you to. No charge to Absolutely. see if they yeah, might exactly. like it yes. or not. And Absolutely. So you can do that, and then there's different size pours you yeah. can get. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then you guys also have you have food trucks all the time. Every weekend we try to have food trucks, um, unless there's an it's emergency like, they had to cancel. It's like wrangling cats. Yeah. <laughs> so so we try to do Fridays and Saturdays having food trucks, but a lot of times unforeseen things will stop them right. from showing up. But. but do you post that on your Facebook page? We do. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then there's trivia nights, board game nights, yep. live painting. Yep. We do that once okay. a, a month on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And you guys are currently, your hours are Monday to, correct me if I'm wrong, Monday to Thursday, 3 to 10. Correct. Friday and Saturday, 12 to 12. Correct. Sunday, 12 to 9. Yep. That's awesome. And we didn't mention where you're located. That would probably be good info. The 700 block at the the western end of the 700 block Mm -hmm. on 1st Ave North, which is 770 First Ave North. Just look for the big monstrosity, gigantic building that they're right. yep. kind yeah. of 80, 90 percent. And our done. building's covered in murals too, so it's, yes. it's, it's kind of hard to miss. From yes. Oh, right, North, yeah, because yeah. yeah. we did our write up so early, you didn't have the murals. Yeah, yeah it was all just gray there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and the murals are 3D, so ask the bartender for 3D glasses. Oh, oh cool. no way, that's awesome. Yeah, that's we really cool. We have the cool. first uh, 3D murals in downtown. Very cool. That is so awesome. Yeah, and something I want to say also is it, it, it you, I think you touched on this earlier, Jessica, but 
it's just so warm and inviting and friendly yeah. at Overflow. It is. And not to pick on any other places, and maybe it's just because I'm still kind of a novice at craft beer, but some places I'll be walking down the sidewalk, I'll walk up on, up on and I'm thinking, hmm, I'm scared to go in there. <laughs> it can be intimidating sometimes. Yeah, yeah. it's intimidating. Oh, I'm, intimidating. I'm just being honest. Yeah. But I don't feel that way with you guys. Thank you. Know, you. Maybe because you're the first brewery I actually toured yeah. and stuff. <laughs> I like that. So, and the website is overflowbrewing.co. Yep. Mm-hmm. And also on Facebook. And Instagram. And mm-hmm. Instagram. Yes. Troy and Jessica, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. We will be right back. This is Julie Black and Dave Eichenberger on guitar. You're listening to St. Pete Foodies Podcast, maybe in your house or your car. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Our local musical artist today is Oscar Mateana. We will feature Oscar's song, White Lessons, after the Fast Five Foodies Questions. Welcome to the show, Oscar. Thank you. Are you ready for the Fast Five Foodies Questions? Yeah, let's have it. I'm happy okay. to be here. What's your favorite food? Oh, man. You know what? I have to be super, super stereotypical and just go straight for pizza. Pizza. Hey, that's okay. Pizza is actually pretty awesome. It's amazing. One of the best inventions ever. Any toppings you like on your pizza? You know, I'm a pretty basic guy when it comes to pizza. A lot. Oftentimes, I just order cheese, but I've been favoring um, some white pizza recently. Mm-hmm. And if I do get toppings, it's either going to be pepperoni or it's going to be margarita is it called right with the Mm -hmm. tomato and the basil yep that's that's it it. totally okay so what's your least favorite food oh brother (laughs) you know i don't know if you call it a food but i absolutely can't stand no matter how many times i've tried it wasabi wasabi huh horseradish so you don't like horseradish i can't i just i just can't yeah well I will be happy to take your share of the wasabi in the world. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> so, so Lori. <laughs> but what's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Mm. Now, that is a tough one. Um, since I travel a lot or have been traveling a lot, I haven't been able to drop in as much as I'd like to. I actually have a list on my phone of stuff I want to try. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I recently tried Park Shore Grill, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're excellent. Really yep. enjoying that one. Yep. You, you can't go wrong there, really. I tell you what, it's actually in Gulfport. I don't know if that counts. Sure, yeah. Okay. Um, Pia's, Trattoria. Pia's. Pia's is kind of a legend around here, too. Oh. Both Pia's and Parks have been around for, for a long time. Yeah. So many new restaurants opening up, which is great. We love it. And the new restaurants kind of get talked about because they're new. But Park Shore and Pia's been around like forever. Oh. oh, boy. I just can't get enough. Salt or pepper? Pepper. Pepper. I'm... Yes, I'm with the pepper side too. Can you cook? I can. What do you cook? I'm pretty basic. Um, usually, I'll try to make you know two or three meals at once, and uh, oh yeah, cool. Some chicken breasts, and just either grill it 
or or put put it in put it in the pan with some peppers and onions and mm-hmm. some salt and pepper, mostly pepper. You know, stuff that stuff that lasts a lot. Like um, recently, I made burgers mm-hmm. uh, with some good organic meat. There's nothing wrong with basic, man. Uh, yeah, I, you, I, you can't you can't mess it up. I just <laughs> and like it to, tastes great. Yeah, I like to keep it simple. I'm only cooking for me, you know, so I don't need anything over the top. So the song is White Lessons. Would it be a like a lifestyle song about drugs and drinking because you do sing about that? Yeah, it's um, honestly the 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 root of really what's going on in that song is just that notion that people get. You kind of get it in the back of your head and your gut, and it's that question that you say to yourself: Why am I still doing this? Or I need to stop this? Or I need to change this? You know, and you just never really getting around to doing it. <laughs> And, right. Yeah. Dr- drinking and drugs and alcohol, uh, smoking, all, all that stuff. It really those are those are the ones that people have a lot of trouble cutting out. Yes, this is true. Dieting sometimes is hard too. You know, especially when you're running St. Pete Foodies. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, your pictures are. <laughs> We're gonna have to, have to do, do 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 a new verse for that. <laughs> and I notice you're, you're wearing a shirt. Hashtag Rossum. That's right. It's from me. Uh, it's from New Orleans. At the uh, the Acme um, Oyster House. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah. I was wondering if it had to do with food, and it does. That's in, awesome. Indeed. So, Oscar, thank you so much for coming in. And here we are with White Lessons. Thank you. 
Last week's show with John Toddy from WEPA, Ward Smith said, love that guy, don't we all? Gloria sells Sarasota, my brother making the news again, so proud of his success. And Anna Marie Suarez said, congratulations, congratulations. We love to get comments on the show, so please comment on our episodes. You can comment on Facebook, which is where most people do, on our website or on the podcast app that you use. Uh, new items on stpetersburgfoodies.com this week include the Loaded Burger Bowl recipe that we talked about earlier, Bow and Mo 2.0, 2.0. We do a review of Bow and Mo with over 10 items. They've also uh, revamped the place, the interior, the booths, everything. So you can check out photos of that and read about the food. And we have a write-up on Club Saver, which is an exclusive membership dining club for Pinellas County. Next week on the podcast, we have Jeff Philbin, a Tampa chef that was on season eight of Master Chef. You can email us at info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating. We have a five-star rating right now with just 15 ratings, so please join in on that if you haven't. It helps the show get found and gain new listeners. And you can also listen to us on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Player FM. So basically every podcast app out there. And also you can listen to us on your home assistant, such as uh, Apple HomePod, Amazon Echo, and Google Home. This is John Totti from Weber St. Pete, and you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, Troy and Jessica Bledsoe. And Oscar Matayana. And thanks to our sponsors, Rollin' Oats, The Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery, Club Saver, Booyah Ramen, and, and Engine, Engine Number Nine. Nine. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News, and our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Uh, hey, I got a beer. Uh.